get embarrassed with us. This is Power Quest, live on Radio Free Brooklyn. Power Quest is an hour-long talk show about everything in and relating to technology. Starring three Brooklyn technophiles, hopefully, Eric Newman, hi, Tyler Danner, and Chris Grabowski, who again is delayed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Polar Quest. My name is Eric Newman, and to my left is the wonderful Tyler Danner. Hello, Tyler. Hello, Eric. Hello, I do not... I don't hear you. Is that because you of... hear me now? Is it... It's, test, it's, test. It's because of the infamous gain knob. Ah. Ah, yes. You're all the way up. And I got a crank. They can you sit a little closer to I can, the... I can get a little closer. A little closer would Game be great. Gain tend yeah. to be touchy. So, uh, it looks like Christian is delayed. Possibly weather. Possibly weather. There are... Uh, it did snow a little yesterday. It did. That Only an have... inch. Only an inch. This is one of those northern cities that knows how to deal with snow. Yes, this but isn't... things get frozen on the tracks and... Really? Trouble. I don't know. How I much, have, of, how much no of that idea. is like a real... A real I, concern. I think that it's uh, enough for the MTA to get away with slouching off. Oh, I mean, they, they could do that and for any reason, really. <laughs> it's not a... Well, um, so last week we had a... And this is another one of those where I have... There's like echo on the... What is that? I ask this question every week. Like, if I don't maintain this like very, like, very, very close... There's a... I don't know, like... Very, very close relationship with the microphone. It's, it's very echoey. You're not used to the SMB7 microphone. Do I really have to be this close to it? There, but there's like all this room. That's the, that, see, that's the thing. There's just all this room that I hear. Is that you? That's not you. Um, I'm not sure. We no. didn't sound check. No. We, don't ne- we never have time to sound check on this, on this show. And as we're still trying to solve for time for Christian to, to get here. Uh, what do you... Uh, how was your week, Tyler? Uh, a week was pretty good. Uh, nothing too exciting. Nothing too exciting. Any uh, any work stuff? Any uh, 360 v- VR cool cool stuff you want to share with the people of Brooklyn? Oh God, work stuff this week. Um, I mostly I was messing around with the camera. Um, I got a, a 360 gyroptic camera. Um, and it's it's pretty sweet. It it does 2K video and 4K photo. And it's waterproof, at least to a little bit, so uh, helpful for taking it out on uh, rivers and boats and whatnot. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. How's it going, Christian? Well, aside from the Lex line being under construction. Oh, the Lex line is under construction. Yeah. Oh, no. Are you using MTA.info before you travel? No. Now, what's funny is because you don't have your headphones on, you couldn't hear that we just played the prices. Oh, you heard it. Yeah. How did you hear it? it? These headphones aren't quiet. Oh, they're not quiet. Oh, okay. Well, we apologize for the delay. What is it? We apologize for any inconvenience. This train has been delayed. And held by the train. Close to the microphone. I'm just getting in. Oh, I know. I know, but we're, we're live. I know. I know. I know. Right on the I air. can't help it if my train's held by its dispatcher. Oh. Yeah, is that what it was? Is that the excuse they used? I think the phrase is, oh, allow no. for extra travel time, Christian. Just like... You are not allowing for extra snow, travel time. Didn't it snow last week? Yes, and I found out it wasn't the snow, it was the construction. 
is the construction. Yeah, they decided to take out the express line on the weekends all of a sudden. Don't they usually do that? No, not in, in the last... Wasn't the 401 local on the weekends? Uh, not in the last three months until this month. Oh, until the new uh, second Ave line opened up. So why Pretty increase much. capacity when you could open up a new line and then turn it off and then turn off something else? Because it's the MTA. They, they don't know logic. They know I, I pick things they up don't and know move from somewhere logic. else and then I get paid overtime. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, there is a good upside, a good upside to unions. There, I mean, there, a, a good upside. There are, there are, okay, okay. Unions are an outdated concept. Well, uh, why? Because we just, uh, there's enough people where if somebody, uh, manages to have a problem with their job, you could just replace them with another person. Yeah. Or Uh, machine. That's not good. Why not replace people with machines? That's not, I mean, that's, uh, that's the, that's what's been happening. Yeah. Well. Uh, speaking of local news, Thank you for being there's a brand new. Uh, you're already shaking your head. Already shaking your head. Yes, that's right. If you're a Golden Girls fanatic whose imagination has been running wild since the announcement of the themed cafe, here's a memorabilia packed treat. A Golden Girls themed cafe teases memorabilia decor. At eater, as eatery inches towards opening. That's right, right here in New York City. There will be a Golden Girls-themed cafe. How excited are you, Tyler? Uh, thrilled. Thrilled? I want to be Arthur Brisket. I need new shorts. You need new shorts? Why? Oh. I'm thrilled. That's how thrilled you are. <laughs> Took me a second. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Um... Let's see, the eatery posted a before and after uh, memorabilia inherited by the people. Oh, the electrician, they said it's coming on Tuesday. Wow, how official. Uh, yeah. You know what this article doesn't say? It's where it is. Why? Oh, here we go. It will be on Broadway between 187th and 188th Streets in Washington Heights. Oh, Bridway. No, but that's very far away from here. But yeah, I, had, I have to take an Uber to get there. Yeah, I have to. It's, I mean, that's, that's basically New Jersey. Um, no. That, do you know where that is on a map? Yeah, but in, the time for me to get it's more to so Washington Bronx than Heights, it is New Jersey. No, but the time to get to Washington Heights. I mean, it's in Manhattan, but it's, I know. Yeah. I guess it's upstate Manhattan. Sure. Yeah, the travel time really is the big is the big deal. Also, it's magnified because I typically walk across the bridge. Which you walk, you walk everywhere. I do walk everywhere. It takes you five hours to get to uh, the grocery store. Well, I mean, no, because the grocery store is really close to where i live anyway uh so christian this is our uh our second soviet sunday da da yes where we put to bed the russian hacking hacking scandal yes there's um a lot that i really i want there's a lot that i want to talk about but there's also a lot to not talk about because this is not this is not a political radio show well I'd say let's leave that to the end. Well, that's right. But we're teasing it right now. Well, we just talked about, I mean, how is that the Golden Girls Cafe not news? Maybe because, I mean, I'm from that era of South Florida. Anyway. um, That's what's also political. (laughs) That's what's also political. Okay. How about this? Verizon bought Yahoo. Capitalist pigs. And they're changing changing the name to Altaba. Sure. Is that uh, is that, that someone that, was like all that, that is what that is what they're doing, but I I don't understand the why. 
Why don't People they, have been trying to. I'm oh, sorry, Tyler. Why don't they just shut it down? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if they're gonna rename it with something stupid like they that, like they're basically just taking Yeller out back and putting her down. I mean, why does why is Yahoo lasted this long anyway? They they don't even do their own search. That's Microsoft has been doing their search. Yeah. It's that cowboy jingle. Would you like to? They don't use that anymore. Uh, well, oh. I mean, apparently they still let people who have email addresses from 2002 still, on there. Still, people that have AOL email addresses from 1992 on Ooh, there. I yeah. do, but you'll never you know. AOL email address. Shh, Tyler. Shh. Shame on you. Shh. What are you doing? I mean, at this point, it's you know vintage. you can get unlimited Gmail accounts, right? Yeah, I have plenty of those. <laughs> Can you? Yeah. Because they all have to verify with your phone. No. Are you sure? You just don't give my phone number. No, but I thought they had to, like, now no. you have to have a... No. Not required. Oh. No. <laughs> well. You don't have to have a phone number to get an email address. Something new. This isn't a Facebook product. Every day. Okay. Uh, how about this one? Over 27,000 MongoDBs held for ransom within a week. Oh, that's a The ransomware story. attacks... Sorry, I shouldn't have talked over you. The ransomware attacks on poorly secured MongoDB installations have doubled in just a day. This is from Hacker News. That a hacker going by the handle was this Guccifer 2.0. No, it was Harak Harak 1R1. Harak 1R1. Mm. I don't know. Is accessing, copying, and deleting or uh, uh, unpatched or badly configured MongoDBs. This article keeps saying MongoDB databases. Yeah, that's but correct. I know, but it's the DB. I know, it's, it's like, like ATM machine. DVD disc. ATM, yeah, right, a- sure. ATM machine. But, so, the one thing I, I'll say about this is, I think it was like roughly 98% of the databases hacked were all just default configuration Mongo databases. Wow. Well, that's why the people also say that Linksys is the biggest ISP in the world, because that's the default SSID for, mm-hmm. their, for their routers. But the... the Thing I that, thought you'd laugh at that. Oh, no, I, I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> well, this is a, a radio show that can't see that. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, w- with this, though, Mongo uh, makes it, uh, Mongo as a company makes it pretty explicit that the default configuration is for development, not production. Oh. Then you see the amount of companies who go to production with just install Mongo. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, it started on Monday when security researcher Victor Gevers... Identified nearly 200 instances of MongoDB installation that have been erased and held for ransom, asking victims to pay hefty ransoms for the data to be restored. Well, that's what ransom means. By Tuesday, this number re- reached approximately 2,000 databases, as reported by Shodan, Shodan founder John Matherly. And by Friday, Gevers and fellow security researcher Niall Mary updated the count to 10,000, so that's a lot. And, and you're mm-hmm. saying most of them were just because using a default configuration? They just app get installed, dash Y Mongo, instead and, of uh, either using configuration management or editing the uh, conf itself to mm-hmm. say, uh, or just uh, have firewall rules to say only exp- uh, expose the default port on just the internal network. Was that it? Was that the MongoDB port were directly exposed to the... Yep. yep. Why would they do that? Well, a lot of people don't seem to have a good grasp on uh, firewalls uh, in general. I'd say uh, there are com- there are companies who make their entire business off of just configuring your AWS firewall. And I guess that those would be the same people that also use the default configuration for Mongo, even though it tells you explicitly mm-hmm. to not. And some of these are big companies. Like, can you? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm able to name all the names, but well, uh, you can throw a couple out there, and you could do that like you did with those. What was that other thing that you said? Oh, I only of oh, the Google data centers where you said I only know a couple, and then you listed all of them. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name. Um, a lot of these, 
I, I just saw through the uh, thing. A lot of them just happen to be uh, Indian call center mongos, by the way. Really? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. So I, I'd, I'd butcher their names anyway. So it's uh, <laughs> that's yeah. Okay, let's not. What's worse? Can that be a segment? <laughs> that be a segment? Yeah. What's worse is that initial attack saw ransoms of point zero point two bitcoins, nearly one hundred eighty four dollars, which I mean that fluctuates all the time, uh, to the attacker, which of which twenty two victims appeared to have paid. But now the attacker is demanding up to one bitcoin, one BTC, around nine hundred six dollars. Uh, the researchers have logged some 15 distinct attackers, of which an attacker using an email handle, Kraken Zero, has compromised 15,482 MongoDB instances and is demanding one Bitcoin to return the lost data that no one seems to have paid. Hmm. It's really interesting because I can hear so much more of the room when From, I turn up yeah, the gain on your yeah. just you. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, I think this is a different microphone. Oh, you ha you might have to kiss the mic. Okay. Kiss the mic. I don't know what that. <laughs> I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any of that. Anyway, um, who's responsible? Can we blame this on Russian hackers? No, no, no you can't. Okay. This is just some guy. Uh, I don't want to listen to it. This was some guy. It doesn't matter. Not Russia. Literally just in it his skin. It was China. Oh. <laughs> no, it was, it was literally some, literally a some guy. guy in a bed. Yeah. China. <laughs> he, just, he just scanned the internet for port 27017. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. So the take two takeaways. Number one, don't expose the port, your, your direct port for Mongo. Don't use default configuration. And number two, port, guys. don't use default configurations for anything that for you... Production. For production. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't know how to secure it for production, you should learn that before getting they, this job. They, Mongo literally had a checklist on their site for the last like really? three years. Yeah. Oh, they made that easy. Yeah. We'll read their checklist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, more ransomware from Adobe. But I mean, this this is not really too it, big. It's, it's Flash, so it's like the surprise is where. I was gonna <laughs> say it's it's still the same thing, but it's not uh it's not nearly as big of news because it's Adobe and Adobe is just one not great company with not great uh, programs that they, much like Microsoft, have uh, turned into subscription models and they then now do not have to be rewarded or demerited for fixing bugs in their software. So I don't use mm -hmm. Adobe Cloud, but everyone who I know who does seems every time that they go on there have to recover their password you mean, even if they entered it when correctly. You, when you, like the cloud library? Uh, yeah, like they have their... Uh, you're using their apps on a server as opposed to using their apps on your local machine. I don't know. I haven't seen that actually work. And I say that because I have Adobe Creative Cloud. Yeah, and I've it never, downloads. Yeah, I've never heard anyone have a good experience with it. No. And they do this very much like Microsoft where they say, okay, uh, you're, on, you're on this cloud program, so you'll always have the latest version. That's why we're downloading Adobe Photoshop 2017.1. And then next week, we're going to download point 2017.2. Point and then this summer, it's going to be 2017 Service Pack 2. What happened to versionless? I thought that was the idea behind this. Yeah, that you're just, no, 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 you don't no, no, have no, to no, think no, about. No, 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 I, people have been talking about this for Windows for a long time, where you don't think about the versioning. I mean, the Chrome and Firefox no, try to no, do no, that. No, no, you don't think about the versioning as much, and you just kind of are always at the oh, latest version. Okay, so the end consumer won't. But I mean, no, I'm sorry. I'm not saying don't version it like from a development use of the word versioning. Mm. 
But I'm saying from a consumer point of view, it doesn't matter because then you still end up with three versions of Photoshop when you're on the yeah. cloud program. I, on your I, I much prefer the auto update where it's just the main thing is a sim link to the actual binary somewhere on the machine Ooh. and you just swap them out. So that way, on the next reboot, all of a sudden it has the right version. But it still has to re-download the whole app when it updates, which is gigabytes of updates. Yeah, I mean, I mean, unless your app happens to be a series of scripts, you kind of have to download the whole thing. But we're going to enter a world of data caps and residential internet. I really think in the Are next ten, I think in the in the next ten years, give it five, ten years, they're, they're already they've been trying to clamp down mobile, and sure. they already and they're already uh, going against net neutrality, the idea of net neutrality. Uh, on mo- uh, on mobile but, networks, and it's not, and they have data caps in other countries. It's not too big of an ask to bridge that gap, especially when people realize that most of their data is mobile already. Well, that, I mean, I guess for the consumer, but not really for somebody who's sitting there with a laptop. Uh, you know, they're, they're like I have a server in my apartment, <laughs> so I mean, I'm, I don't, I would be willing to pay that one gigabit per second. Yeah, you're not a. But they'll say something like this. They'll say 90% of our users never go over the 5 gigabyte limit that we have, mm-hmm. but they don't mention that Netflix counts. HD is yeah. what, a gigabyte an hour? Uh, I don't think it's that. I think four, it is. Four, 4K might be. Well, everyone's got where things are going. Yeah. They instituted a 200 gigabyte cap now. It seems ridiculous, but they're not going to change it when everybody's streaming 4K in a couple of years. And then they're going to be like, whoa, what happened? Comcast and Verizon are already kicking off people that go over that limit. So residential, not even mobile. So it's an important distinction and something to look out for as we slowly sink into the next. Some of us have to get two accounts. We have to get Optimum and and Verizon. There you go. Um, So back to this Adobe Flash. It was more ransomware. I guess it was that was just it. There was just it was another kind of phishing attack. Software maker mm-hmm. urged more than 1 billion users of Flash Windows on Mac, Chrome, and Linux competitors to update a product as quickly as possible. After security researchers said the bug was being exploited in drive-by attacks. So that's strike number one. But strike number two is Adobe angers Chrome users by bundling browser plugin with security update. So the update that Adobe used to fix this problem also bundles a bunch of crap in it that you don't really need on your computer. Classic classic adobe was this ocean or freshwater this fishing attack (laughs) (laughs) adobe rolled out a set of patches for acrobat adobe reader and flash on patch tuesday this week which is a microsoft term which again enforces my thinking that adobe and microsoft need to need to merge you heard it here first Apple and Nintendo need to merge. Adobe and Microsoft needs to merge. I, I wouldn't like the Apple and Nintendo. You wouldn't like either have of those you, two have you see, Neither no, of those two no, mergers. No, the Windows, the Windows Adobe one makes sense. Windows Adobe? Microsoft Adobe. Ooh, Same Adobe. thing. Same thing. What's their couple name going to be? I don't know. Adobe Soft? That sounds really arcane and corporate. Asoft. Yeah. Asoft Rocky. Mm. Microbe. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, man. That could be good. Yeah. Microbe. Okay. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> It's also funny because it gets under your skin. Uh, yeah. It sounds like name. Crow, but it uh, doesn't. Well, let's let's buy that domain name and sell it to them. Uh, oh, gross. Yeah, okay, so uh, <laughs> Chrome was prompting them to enable an extension from Adobe after updating a security Giggity. security update. Come on, guys! It's a patch. Why do you have to bundle your shit with a patch? Uh, actually, it is important to separate patches from security updates. I'm uh, okay. I'm because sorry. Of um, particularly most corporate policy. 
Uh, they usually say uh, if it's a patch, that can just be something that can. If be the up. security update is issued on Patch Tuesday, is it a security well, update or a, a patch? A patch could just is it be a square or a rectangle. A patch could we don't just have be a bug to... fix, but uh, it can identify itself however it pleases. Uh, okay. Generally speaking, those security updates more important. Is it? Yeah. Oh. And, okay. And can have breaking changes. Okay. Well, um, would you rather, so when you install this update that prevents Flash ra ransomware, would you now like an extension that allows you to convert a web page to PDF, even though the I latest version, Flash. even though, no, it's in Chrome. I disable Flash in Chrome. It doesn't, I don't think, uh, I don't know. I do that. It might find its way, but Java and Adobe have these ways of finding their way back into your computer. Most any worthwhile video sites are using HTML5 video. Right. But there's still there's still Flash somewhere. No. There it is. Anyway, do you want an extension that converts a web page into PDFs, even though the, the Mac OS X has been able to do that for 15 years and the latest version of Windows has been able to do that? PDFs can have uh, bugs as well, so I no. no. There's tons of websites that can do that, too. Right, okay. Well, that's that. Um, have you heard this one? First, this is not about... This is Actually, this is the most definitive evidence of Russian hacking I've seen. Uh, no, it's not. It's not? I, you have something more definitive? Yeah. First, I'll, uh, you should probably talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Capitol Hill Buzz. This is from WNBC. Russian news site interrupts C-SPAN's online feed. C-SPAN.org was replaced by RT for about 10 minutes. Moscow, we have a problem. Web surfers expecting to tune in to C-SPAN's online feed of debate in the, in the House on Thursday instead saw images supplied by the Russian news site RT, which has briefly interrupted programming on the network's website. Wow. So, I don't have the article uh, link on me, but uh, there was an uh, article coming out uh, the day afterwards uh, where C-SPAN admitted it was... Uh, so, C-SPAN uh, monitors RT regularly. And somebody hit the wrong button. It was button. them? Yeah, they, somebody hit the wrong oh, button. Oh, man. Yeah, somebody hit the wrong button, switched the stream. So, oh, well, yeah. then well then we can throw this story yeah. away. Yeah, isn't that disappointing? That's No, that's very, that's very, very good. That's, this is the best fail, because I'd much rather it be that C-SPAN's video mixer messed up. I call myself. C-SPAN's video mixer messed up, and... Uh, and it, it just accidentally broadcasted the wrong stream. Oops! Sorry, guys. How about, uh... That's more stuff for later. Hmm. Um... The Sigin thing sounds interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, but that's, that's, part of the, that's part of the Russian hacking. Oh, okay. Stuff, because it talks about... Oh, no! Actually, I'm sorry. I think, did I want to do that? I had a progression. That's what it was. I had a... I wanted to talk about... Russian hacking, and they'd be like, oh, isn't this horrible? But wait, it's actually not that much worse than it's already been. We just haven't pa been paying that much attention. All right. Uh, why don't we uh, let well, you have your bone there? And, uh... Do you want I me? Mean, I mean, the thing about SIGINT, which is signals intelligence, is that uh, this is new rules. Oh, that's SIGINT. <laughs> yes. Not SIGINT, Rep. No. Oh, you got me excited there. Did you read the new SIGINT rules just in time for Trump? Does that sound like the the signal? I, I, I thought it was a play on words, honestly. Interrupts. I thought it was a play on words. How? What? 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 what I don't. Well, there is no plane. 
<laughs> so do you want to do you want to get into the Russian the part two? Sure. Of the Russian, okay. Of the Russia. So last week, let's rewind the tape mm-hmm. a second. Um, do we want to rewind the tape? Okay. Um, last week we talked about something from uh, John McAfee, who is the Keith Richards of Code, who said that out of anything, that any sort of real proof that the Russians have hacked the election, and there's an important distinction that we missed in this whole argument that I made or we made last week. Um, but so first of all, he said that there is four, four things that uh, Russia did or didn't do. And I'm so, you know, we really one day need a, uh, one of those things. What is that? A splitter? I think it's one of those splitter things that it's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's really <clears throat> hard. You always hear the, the stuff. Okay. Hold on. We conduct as well, and other nations do, versus... Uh, this is uh, Director of National Intelligence. Despite the recent oh, allegations against Russia, the FBI never accessed the hacked servers of the DNC in their investigation. For more on the hearing, I'm joined tonight by John... Ma- now, before we get into McAfee, I wanted to stop it there. So, uh, Ed Shelton, is, is, uh, this, who used to be on Fox News, I think, and now he's on Russia Today, which is not a step up. But I don't uh, know which, <laughs> which direction is he stepping. I don't know. He's stepping into the job security direction. I think they need him. He puts a nice American face on things. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> is that he made a point of saying that the FBI did not access. I'm talking about if Russia hacked the DNC earlier last year, uh, that the, they didn't access the FBI, the, the DNC servers directly. They ordered, they uh, paid for contractors from a company called Cry, uh, CloudStrike. And CloudStrike is filled with people that have kind of, let's say, uh, fingers in many pies in government and industries. Mm. And they might have a... Now, the biggest... The problem with this whole thing is that everybody has a different angle. Everybody is trying to distort the truth of a nobody knows what the actual truth is. But every... Well, some people do, but everybody is distorting the truth before it gets disseminated to whatever slice of media. And we have few clips today that uh, talk about that, but I just wanted to mention that because uh, the FBI, the the report that we talked about last week from the intelligence community was from the FBI, the CIA, and the NSA. The FBI and CIA, which did not directly have direct involvement, said they had high confidence, which is about 80% confidence that Russia did this. But uh, the agency that actually directly would be involved is the NSA, who only had moderate confidence. So... The people that actually might be in the know only are slightly sure that eh, about Russia. Let's talk, let's see what McAfee has McAfee, to say. McAfee, cybersecurity legend and developer of the McAfee. Doesn't McAfee look like he's had any more sleep since last week. And also the CEO of uh, yeah, because it's the same. Well, the same he's either he's either coding or he's characterize what you heard today on Capitol Hill. How conclusive is it? I'm going to be very frank with you in the American public. I think that today, the most deceptive propaganda to date was perpetrated on the American public. 
the data that was presented, the evidence was, uh, was called from a thing called the Grizzly Step Report, put together jointly by Homeland Security and the FBI. In there are four facts which they claim prove that Russia did this hack. It was utter nonsense. The information was, number one, Russian language was found in the malware. Ooh. Number two, a Cyrillic keyboard was used. By the way, the forensic science can now tell what, what type of keyboard was used uh, to develop a piece of malware. Um, number three, uh, the, the compiler, that is one of the, 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 the piece of software that compiles the code so that it can execute always dates and timestamps. Uh, it said that the uh, date, the timestamps were, uh, were in a time zone for the business hours of Moscow and St. Petersburg and other places in Russia. And then number four, that the IP address pointed to a Russian address. Okay. So the four things were that the program was written in Russian, they had a Cyrillic keyboard, that it was compiled, the compiler was in Russian, and that the time zone was Moscow time, and that the IP address came from a Russian IP address. And how many of those things can you do on your home computer by yourself? So uh, you can do most of that. You can buy a Cyrillic keyboard. Can you write a program in Russian on your uh, own? I personally have a little difficulty, but yes. But you, uh, anybody could yeah. who knows Russian. Okay. Yeah. Could you buy a Cyrillic keyboard? I mean, uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Could you set your computer to Moscow time? So then when sure. you r yeah. ran the compiler, it said, oh, I think I'm in Moscow. Uh, for a very accurate one, you're going to have to uh, connect to a different NTP server, but yeah. Really? Yeah. It actually doesn't trust the system time. It uses the the sort of NTP time? No, you, you, you can use that, but uh, generally speaking, it's going to look at NTP's time. You know, just when I think I have everything down pat... <laughs> with these, with my reasoning, you always manage to introduce something new. I didn't realize that. Anyway, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, and then the, the fourth thing was the Russian IP address. Mm -hmm. um, we'll talk about that in a second. No, actually, we can talk about and talk about that now. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out the best way to order this that maximizes mm. the time that we have to talk because I'd like to talk about the tampering. <laughs> the tampering. Yeah. Um, the tampering is a line that I've heard in the news about this Russian hacking, and you can't see that I'm doing air quotes, because it separates out two things it separates out if the russians tampered with the election and if that made a difference in the vote tallying mm -hmm. so that's much those are two questions rather than just did russia hack because hacking in this usage is very vague mm -hmm. but if they're saying tampering and everybody is kind of implicit with this they tampered with, but there's no... First of all, they hacked the DNC servers. It's not like uh, anything that's actually responsible for counting the votes. Right. And that only exposed... They allegedly. Allegedly. That, allegedly right. And that exposed allegedly. Hillary allegedly. and allegedly. things that she did that people didn't like. And so people like Nancy Pelosi blame the press. And she says, it's the press's fault that they took this thing that was negative about Hillary Clinton and reported it. Because it was from Russia. And this is why I'm so sick of politics, though. They all have their hands and that's so far I'm up their asses they can see the it future. It was China. <laughs> yes. China. And, China. And, China, China, China. 
And that's why I'm saying that everyone's got an angle. Everybody has their own, uh, the, the, their own r reasoning of why they need to distort the truth and then how they need to do it. But we've got someone on our side who is critical, and that is the person that helped expose Edward Snowden by taking him to a strip club. No, uh, helped expose Edward Snowden, which is Glenn Greenwald, and he was also critical of this report, and he asked for evidence, and uh, he was met with um, not with a very big backlash. And this is uh, him talking through a very thick layer of mucus. But I really haven't experienced anything even remotely like the smear campaign that has been launched by Democrats in this really coordinated way ever since I began just expressing skepticism about the prevailing narrative over Russia and its role that it, that it allegedly played in the election and in particular in helping to defeat Hillary Clinton. I mean, not even the reporting I did based on the Edward Snowden archive, which is extremely controversial in multiple countries around the world, not even that compared to to the attacks now and and the reason is is very very obvious which is that it has become exceptionally important to democratic partisans to believe that the reason they lost this election is not because they chose a candidate who was corrupt and who was extremely disliked and who symbolized all of the worst failings of the Democratic Party. It's extremely important to them not to face what is really a systemic collapse on the part of the Democratic Party as a political force in the United States, in the House, in the Senate, in state houses and governorships all over the country. And so in order not to face any of that and have to confront their own failings, they instead want to focus everything on Vladimir Putin. Okay. And uh, you could see, because he kind of talks like this a lot of it. He probably has a cold. It's not mm -hmm. a, I don't know. Listen, I also suffer from sinus issues. That's why I really pick up to it. And if you heard two edits in that clip, that was me cutting out him going. <coughs> yeah. Thank you for that. No problem. Anyway, um, so if you want to hear the real news, not us, we're not as lofty as uh, CBS or NBC or mm. fake news like CNN or MSNBC. Mm. Um, this is what CBS has to say about this report. Russia tried to uh, interfere with the election. They start with that. Okay? They start with, Russia tried to interfere with the election. Do they present facts? No. No. They just say it. Interfere, also, very vague. Let's go. Uh, Russia tried to uh, interfere with the election. But to Kellyanne's point, did they influence the outcome of the election and tip it in Donald Trump's favor? I don't think anybody has found exactly. any evidence yes. that that has happened. And I think one of the interesting things that's going on with the Trump campaign right now, uh, or the Trump transition, is that they are confusing the fact set of whether the Russians came in, what they did, with the outcome. Right. So this talks about the differentiation, which I just mentioned a little while, about a couple of minutes ago, about the tampering, if they tampered, if what in what is influence which could be i mean the report says putin had a clear preference for trump and the report says that he that 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 putin indirectly funded russia today which was critical of hillary clinton that could be interpreted as influence it, it, would you like what real definition of that word are they using they're trying to say russia did something that actually impacted the election but there is no direct proof that, that is the case and uh, there's this inherent futility in this argument because 
there's there seems to be a consensus that it did not affect the outcome. If we remember that, and I'm not going to, it's not me saying it. I've got mm. other people who have real microphones. I mean, I'm metaphorically, my, these are real microphones, but like, you know, real. Oh, uh, I thought we were talking to Tin Cans attached to a string that <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, somehow Price. are attached to, the, to then to no, a USB no. port. I told you we should have got those guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> so no, no, people who have who have real platforms and who are really prominent seem to have a consensus that it doesn't affect the outcome, which is an important distinction if you want to cry about the results of the election. So, but because, as I mentioned earlier, that everybody has this angle that they want to distort the truth, they're kind of harping on, well, if they did it with the intent of wanting to do something, then does this constitute enough of a thing to fight them? Which, why do we, is that something that we should be worrying about? When I say we, I mean America, not us, personally. Uh, again, I'm sick of this stuff, but yeah, no. No? What do you think, Tyler? Uh, I think that I we will never know, and I think that if there was evidence, then we'd have to think of what the implications of what that would mean. That would mean that, what do we do? Do we throw out this election? Do we really, like, have a new one? What, what the hell? And then uh, even if that was a reality, like, you know, would the GOP ever consent to that? Or would they just sit around fighting it for years and years, and then we just end up with no well, president, and then what the hell, you know? I, I mean, it's I wouldn't say if. And then does any, that constitute a war? Like, what the hell? That puts us on really bad terms with Russia. That's exactly, and that's why we have the uh, the two. Maybe we can't know. We can't. Well, or it's all a ruse to try to get uh, to get a fight with it's Russia like because aliens pro- in Tupac. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is, is that there are people in Congress that really. Uh, are vested in in militarism, and there are people in in, in government who are vested in. Oh, invested you mean how in. like Cheney was vice president, but then made all the bombs. But also the uh, unofficial Vertical integration. <laughs> there you go. But also synergy. <laughs> God, that guy's evil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, there are two people in Congress that uh, may be heterosexual life mates. Uh, John McCain and Lindsey Graham, and they both have something to say. Really, what we're talking this about is, is if there were, if they succeeded in in changing the results of an election. So he, first, he says, if they succeeded. So we're talking about a hypothetical, which none of us believe they were. Which none of us believe they were. If they succeeded in manipulating the election, which none of us believe they were. This is John McCain in Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would have to constitute an, an attack on the United States of America because of the effects if they had succeeded. So there you go. That is a hypothetical. Yeah. So do you would you think that if that were true, that's an attack, like a, the same thing as, as bombing a place? No. I think it's espionage, but not an attack. I mean, in theory, we could just be grown-ups and hold a new election and keep Obama running stuff, but... It's not like that would ever happen in, in American politics, and I think the whole world knows that. I don't think that's the uh, right answer either. That's, no, yeah. it's not. Yeah. No, sorry. Um, well, let's... Oh, sorry. McCain was asking this to the Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper. Do you agree with that? Uh, first, we cannot say... They, they did not change any uh, vote tallies or, or any, anything of that sort. Okay. So they did not change any vote tallies. So this sounds like any sort of real thing they can hinge on in terms of effects, seems to be not. 
There's and, a whole lot of other things you can do. You can throw out ballots of certain people. Well, Republicans you can were doing people from that. Getting to the box. Democrats were doing that. Both parties were complicit in in obstructing votes. That you can't blame that on Russia. That's why uh, Greg Palast. I'm trying not to get political. He has a whole documentary on on how everybody, both parties were colluding to prevent people from voting. So if they want to blame Russia for this, they also should blame themselves. Uh, anyway, uh, here's what. Uh, here's what uh, John McCain's butt buddy Lindsey Graham has to say. Is there a difference between <laughs> espionage and interfering in an election? Yes, uh, espionage implies a, uh, to me at least, a passive, yeah. uh, okay. passive collection, and this was much more activist. So when it comes to espionage, we better be careful about throwing rocks. When it comes to interfering in our election, we better be ready to throw rocks. Do you agree with that? That's a good metaphor. I think what Obama did was throw a pebble. I'm ready to throw a rock. Threw a pebble. Ow. <laughs> Obama threw a pebble. I want to throw a rock. You want to throw a rock at Russia? Heavens to Betsy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Ah. Oh. It is Sunday. It is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, uh... I don't know. So... It sounds like there's this double-headed response. <clears throat> Sorry. It sounds like there's this double-headed response from Congress, which is they're acknowledging that Russia didn't manipulate any vote. It didn't affect any vote tallying. If, like, if, if they did it, A, it, then even if they did, it didn't really affect anything, B. But we still kind of want to hit them for some reason because these people have been in office before the Berlin Wall fell. Mm -hmm. And they, I don't think they realized that the Cold War ended. And it was this was a, a a big deal with Hillary blaming everything on the Russians. I don't know. Uh, and anywho, anywho, uh, I think I think that's everything about uh, politics uh, for this, except for the one last thing that we had talked about, which uh, was about spoofing. Sorry, it was about spoofing IP addresses. If you wanna. Say, kids, do you want to be a Russian hacker? No, I didn't actually write any ad copy for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, was, that, was that good for the three seconds that was... Uh... It, it was funny. Um, okay. The mighty, I don't... mighty Boston. That's so... right. <laughs> anyway. Very I, mighty. Yeah. Uh, from the, the singer uh, had a dope problem. What singer didn't have a dope problem? Mm. Mm. Um, so let's talk about... We've got... 17 minutes left. Let's talk about your beautiful creation, Christian. Sure. Which is your IP spoof example. Now, if you want to go to, I created a URL forwarder. So if you go to pullrequest.net slash IP spoof, you will go to our IP spoofing example, which is an example for you kids at home that will allow you to send a packet to any IP address and make it look like it came from any IP address with whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. So if you go to uh, pullrequest.net slash IP spoof, we go to uh, our GitHub, which we have a GitHub. And uh, why, why shouldn't we? We're right, a yeah. geek show, so we should have one. And um, why don't you give a quick... So now, I mean, unless you want me to read the readme that I, that uh, I wrote on the... How about you give a uh, high level of what it does? I'll give a more technical detail of how it does. Okay. Yep. And I'm going to tell them they did a great job. Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> and I didn't write any of this. Thanks, Tyler. I'm very proud of them. And I helped. 
They're such nice, bright young men. <laughs> Gentlemen and scholars. Yes. Uh, I mean, I could go back to the... Uh, say, kids, if you want to be just like a Russian super spy, this school will allow you to send any of them. Any UDP packet I to like any IP address. Yeah? I should have next next time. I, I would watch. Any UDP packet to any IP address with a spook header. This allows the UDP packet to sound like it came from anywhere, including the Kremlin. That's right. If you just go to our GitHub, which is pullrequest.net slash ibasebook, you can download this and install it, and then you can use it. So, to download, like I said, you go to that URL, and then you cl- you can clone our repo, and then you make it. You make clone. Mm-hmm. You make. You make it. And you have to type make docker, you which make. even this uses docker. And uh, Well, if you're on a Linux system, you don't have to. Oh, okay. And... Uh, you can use it like a command, IP spoof, and then you put the spoof IP address, and then the target IP address, and the payload. So let's say, hypothetically, you wanted to send a packet to the DNC's web server, which is democrats.org, and you can look that up, and that's 52.84.26.91. that well, day it was. It can change. All right. Well, I mean, it's probably going through a CDN. Yeah. So, and that's well, why this is CDN an CDN ex- or load balancer. Right. Well, the, the, right. So the point is, is that this is, that's why this is an example because we don't actually know the, the internal network addresses of the DNC, and this is not an exploit. We're not giving. This is not. This is not black hat stuff. This is just a, an academic also, example. Also, I'd be surprised if the Democrats.org is running something UDP to the outgoing world, except no. maybe DHCP. Yeah, it's the Democrats, though. Never. Actually, actually, you could say that about any political party. Anyway, the point is. Uh, so let's say let's say Democrats.org, which is, has a fifty-two dot eighty-four address, uh, from an address like Kremlin dot gov dot ru. Which is uh, is ninety five dot one seventy three dot one thirty six dot seven one, and you type that in, and you can say something like, "Oh, hey, uh, it's us, the Russians," and send it over. And as long as it fits within one packet, uh, it'll look like you. It'll look just like Russian cyber activity has occurred. That's right. So now you too can be your own elite Russian super spy. That's right. Go to polarquest.net slash IP school for more. Good song. Thank you. Yes. Is he still alive? I don't know. I think so. Uh, anyway. Um, okay. So how how does this work? What language so, did you write it in? I wrote in C. Why? Uh, mostly because C has a lot of uh, the guards that uh, higher level languages have. Even C plus plus. Yes. Wow. So C is very bare bones, and if you look at the actual spoof logic there, it's uh, taking uh, a series of structs and arrays. Just mashing them together and using that address space to write directly as opposed to uh, writing through uh, uh, normal means of uh, how you would uh, communicate over a network and see. Interesting. Interesting. Now, uh, your program, we call it a program? Yeah. Your program uses a library that I'd never heard about before reading the source code. And You've it's actually, written a language that uses it. <laughs> but I've written in a language that uses it. And I have... <laughs> and, uh, I think it's really cool. It's called LibUV, which does not stand for Univision. But um, sadly, sadly, um, I mean, you know, they they could write a library anyway. <laughs> what what does LibUV do? So I use LibUV just to give an example of a very production-like server, as opposed to something that just uh, wrote pretty quickly. But, but what does the library do? So what LibUV does is it's an asynchronous event loop, uh, and what that means is just like JavaScript. It's what JavaScript uses. Well, Node uses. Okay, no, but I mean like how JavaScript has events. 
Yes, it's exactly that. And so uh, what this does is saying on sending of a packet, uh, uh, so you have all your logic to actually send the packet, and then you specify a callback. And you can do the same with receiving one. And once that's received, you can do another thing. And so you're dealing with one thread of execution, and then you have four four threads actually doing the I.O. How does C handle callbacks? I thought you couldn't do that. In, uh, You're pointing to a static, uh, so you use static functions, so it's always in the same address space, and then you point to that address space as the thing to go to in the callback. Wow, how long is that? A new advent of C, or is that a? Uh, it's at least been around. Actually, I don't have to specify a uh, standard in the uh, compiler, so I think this has been around for a while. Interesting, at least since C ninety nine. In fact, if you look at signal handling, that's also the same thing. Oh, the other sigint. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, <coughs> so you've got sockets in C, which also, mm-hmm. there's a default library for that. Well, there's the library that comes with your OS for that. Well, so do, have you, did you have to write an abstract? Sorry, I got the hiccups. Did you have to write an abstractor? Uh, Somewhat. Uh, so what I did was, uh, within the uh, actual spoof folder in the source, uh, what, what it does is it takes a socket at the IP level and then builds a bunch of things on top of that. And like I said, it's actually just mashing up the address space to write to it as opposed to writing to it directly through normal means to say, normally uh, you're saying, here's my source address and I want to talk to this remote address. But what this is actually doing is all of a sudden saying, take that address space that that uh, struct is using and just shove data in there. How much of this is uh, copy and paste from other networking-based C projects that you have? Uh, I don't have too many, uh, other C projects on my GitHub. Okay, but I mean, like, how much of this is copy and pasteable? Uh, it's... I'm guessing the socket stuff is, minus you the... You can, you can reuse the server pretty easily, and, I mean, you can reuse the whole thing. Right. Uh, if you want to do IP spoofing, you can reuse the spoof part. I don't understand why you're running a server if it just sends out a packet to this, a server. This is to, uh, for, uh, so for the example... Oh, for you the, have do you have to you run have a two, server for the two, event loop? You, uh, well... You run the event loop either as a client or a server. But for the case of the example, you run two of these and they talk to each other so that way they can log the IPs that they're spoofing. Oh. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. I see what you're, what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. And then if, if as long as you can capture a Russian IP address, then it allows you to say that it, it looks like Russian mm-hmm. cyber activity has occurred yep. on the server. And Just like the government. And so for an actuality, though, uh, it could have been that somebody was spoofing a Russian IP, or they could have also been using something like a Tor proxy that'll actually take them to somewhere in Russia, and they've been remote. Or they could be just any one random person anywhere in the world. Right. Yeah. And that's the, that's and that's what we're kind of talking about. Yeah, exactly. There's no way. When you say, well, I mean, and, and people, uh, and there are many reasons to, to be skeptical of things that come out of uh, Donald's mouth. And, uh, you know, we've gone a long time without really... Talking about him directly, but he will be president next week. China. Yeah. <laughs> there are many reasons to be skeptical China. of the things that come out of his mouth. But when he says things like hacking is a serious charge and it could be someone on a bed in New Jersey, he's not wrong. No, he's not. No. no. And uh, it's it's important to make that distinction because, uh, you know, people are not what the media makes them out to be. Which is exactly why I want to interview some really evil people. Uh, no. Anyway, um, anything you want to talk about? Anything else about? Uh... Uh, I'm hoping that I can get an ASCII anima uh, de- uh, demo uh, recorded and put that also in the readme. Is so there? Do we have enough that. time to where I can clone your repo and, and run it right now? 
Uh, it'll take some getting set up, and it'll take some getting set up. So that's a no. Yeah, no. It'll, uh, if we had maybe another seven minutes, but no. Oh, yeah. and when it where 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 it has to download like all of the dependencies. It only has a few pe- dependencies, but it's the actual compile time that takes a while. Oh, yeah, interesting. Okay. Oh yeah, and I also have to set my uh, computer to Moscow time. Yeah. 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 Be sure to do that. And you're, but you don't set have to your, set your computer necessarily. You just have to set your uh, Docker machine. No, but wouldn't it use the system setting when it makes the image? No, the, be, uh, not on OS X because you're actually using the Docker machine, which is a VM, so you can modify that. Uh, you know, from it. it's not called OS X anymore. Mac OS, whatever. Mac OS. I'm still. I'm not on Sierra yet, so technically I think, I'm still uh, on OS X. I think X. Captain Crunch uh, was was called Mac OS. Uh, Happy Town, you mean? Yeah, you know what's no. interesting. It was that Sierra was the, the captain. What was that, Tyler? I had an interesting thought uh, uh, on the subject of Trump will be president next week. Is this will be the first time uh, now that Whoa, we... Whoa, that just happened. <laughs> How does that... Man. For okay, the... that's, not an, that's not an omen. Uh, now we have... Now that politics is common in uh, social media, it'll be the first time that a conservative president and everything is running the show while that exists. When Bush was around, we didn't have politics and memes... On our stuff, so should be an interesting and new era. Just I don't think it was as popular, huh? We it was there. No, there yeah. was no news in Facebook in two thousand. Tyler has an important ath- uh, Tyler has an important distinction that social media didn't have the prominence it did then. That's true, and it's ironic that uh, I don't. Would, would Hillary have been tweeting? Yeah. She'd have her goons. Yeah, she'd have tweet somebody for tweet for her. It's like, I mean, Obama doesn't actually tweet. It's his people. Yeah. yeah. That's why there's 4,000 people. I didn't realize there's 4,000 people that have to get new jobs in Washington because of, because they were working for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no jobs. Yeah, I wrote Twitter for Obama, bruh. Uh, yeah, I've been a government sycophant for like 10 years and 8 years. And can I like have a new job even though I've spent the last 18 months shitting on the next president? Somebody in government should hire the uh, Wendy's Twitter person that, that was just fantastic oh, and yeah. for the first time guys we can just tweet our president he might just like retweet us like a lot and like personally <laughs> attack us uh, lol o'donald <laughs> i love you best citizen best citizen ever i don't know but wendy's uh, twitter guy might actually need a new job after that mess up that he that did. wasn't a mess up everyone praised him well i know i'm sorry up? it's a pu- it's a publicity blunder his job is to rip on people no, yeah. But yeah, but he made the the Keck Wendy's mascot. Oh yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. Did yeah. you take it too far. Yeah, yeah. I think the world will forgive him. Mm, not I, this I world. I already forgive him. Is it? Oh really? I forgive. How bad him. was it? Oh, it was hilarious. He used that frog meme, the Pepsi. Keck. Pepsi. That's, I don't. That's I don't get it. I'll have to Pepsi. see it. Or is this like? It's like green. Is this frog like Michael Richards in the N word kind of thing? What? It's like that bad, like N word guy. No. I mean, some people would say that, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's that green it. frog that's somehow been appropriated to become hate speech, and then the guy turned it into uh, the Wendy's mascot, I because didn't... they wanted, because alt-right people need hamburgers, oh. too. I had no idea on the backstory of this meme. This is one of the more intricate memes I've ever seen. Yes, it's yeah. not like the uh, Navy tweet that was from, who was that? Uh, I don't know. That was the other unfortunate tweet from the last week or so. This is no Reddit advice animal. Yes, <laughs> anyway. Um, we've only got a couple minutes left, and we've only got a couple minutes before uh, Sasha's show. She wonderfully hosts the show after us, What is mm-hmm. Love? 
and she says she has a lot of guests this week. So we might, there might be a stampede in a couple minutes. Maybe they'll find out what love is. Maybe, maybe. So there's one. There's room. Could be the last episode, guys. Well, stick around. No, you want. Let's talk about signals intelligence for the last three minutes. Do you want to, or do you want to end with like a nice, some other story? Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting. Okay. Well, as I just closed the tab. Well, this is uh, from a law, a lawfare blog, a law blog, and uh, Bob Law Blog's law blog. Nice. And uh, earlier this afternoon, we flogged the Obama administration's new executive order, well, one, two, triple, three rules governing signals intelligence. This is from Thursday, January 12th. Uh, governing governing intelligence community, I see access to and use of raw signals intelligence. So, that's just like raw milk. It's extremely dangerous. Uh, this document released today... That's pre- opinion. Uh, the FDA <laughs> had... Made, the had milk very the intelligence. Sh- <laughs> the FDA had very strong opinions on raw milk. Look it up, and you'll see how, how they come to peep farmers with guns. Because they said they're selling raw milk. It's a big deal. Milk. Anyway, um, they talk about use of raw signals intelligence... Yes. Raw, okay, hold, we only got a couple minutes. Raw signals intelligence and... What unfiltered? What is it? No, oh, just okay. Uh, raw signals intelligence is defined as any SIG int and associated data that has not been evaluated for foreign intelligence purposes and/or minimized. Minimized means removing your information from it. Uh, so there. Uh, let me just read a couple standouts. Uh, NSA identifies raw signint SIG int quote of potential interest to an IC element if they do that. Uh, NSA may, on its own initiative, notify the IC element of the existence of each information. This is written, you can tell it's written by people in starch shirts with buzz cuts. It's, uh, yes, anyway. Um, it's, uh, must use reasonable measures to mark SIGINT files reasonably believed to contain U.S. person information. So it's mostly for foreign information, but not for domestic stuff. And, but if it does happen, then... I don't know. They'll still track you anyway. It's fine. It looks like some people are entering the studio. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi Sasha. Good afternoon. Sorry. No, it's fine. Thank you. I know it's. Right. I know it's always tough cycling in and out of here. So, happy Sunday. And hi. Hi, Gamergate. Hi, Gamergate. <laughs> oh my God. If you don't want to talk about politics, <laughs> yeah, then we can't have her in here anyway. Go We've got it. about yeah got about one minute left so uh christian do you mm-hmm. approve this week's pull request looks good to me tyler uh yeah yeah yes, reluctantly you know i looked it over but in the end i like it oh, that's good well we put the russian story to bed so mm-hmm. no more politics for a little while let's hit, yes let's emerge and we'll see you all next week right here on radio free brooklyn